Welcome to Real Talk, episode 69. I'm Todd. This is AJ, Yo. and we're back. Hey, we welcome you to the show. So we hope you stick around today as we're going to dive into some questions that were asked by you. How did they do that? Completely anonymous up above at www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. We're going to dive right Click in today. Uh, I think, what if we flip it around? Mm-hmm. What if we ask questions first? Oh, I like it. Talk about our day later. Just switch it up on them. So like we're going to dive right in. Here we go. <laughs> oh, we're dying. Uh, here it is, AJ. All if right. you aren't married, but know that you're going to get married, have been in a committed relationship for a long time, and have already had sex, mm-hmm. how should you handle it? What if you can't seem to stop? Is this responsibility more on the man or woman, or is it equal? So the quick answer for this would be, you know, you got to stop for one. Um this is an interesting question when it comes to the part about, like, is it on the man or the woman? So the man is meant to lead in a relationship, right? So he's meant to lead the way in the, in the type of decisions that are being made as a couple. I think he needs to take the lead in in proposing the idea to stop. Um, obviously, he cannot control what the woman does, but he can control himself in the sense of not putting them in a situation of that not happening anymore. Yeah, especially on his end. Yes. Yeah. He can do his part and lead by example of saying this isn't happening. Yeah, and I like that you said that because, uh, yes, the man, as as Christians, we believe this is not a patriarchy. We get this a lot uh, in the in the sense of the modern the modern sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the man is supposed to be the spiritual leader in general in marriage, right? If you're not married yet, um, yes, I think we've talked about this often. Practicing those habits. What? Why else would you do it? Yep. You know, practicing what it looks like. Dating should be that, right? You're you're putting into practice certain things that. Um, like respect and, um, you know, focusing your relationship on God, et cetera. However, you know, you're not married yet. And so yes. your your sin is your sin. It always is the case, right? We're judged, excuse me, individually by our actions. So, you know, if, if you're the woman here, you know, you have a responsibility to not give in to lust. That's right. If you're the man here in this scenario, excuse me, you have a responsibility not to give in to lust. So sexual immorality is a serious thing. Sexual immorality is any sort of sexual activity outside of the way God intended it, which is in marriage between a man and a woman. Yep. Uh, that's reality. You know, and scripture even goes so far as to say, you know, other sins take, there's a comparison. Other sins take place outside the body. Sexual sin is in the body. You know, why do you join yourself to something? Yep. Sex is more than that physical act. Very serious. And there's a, yeah, there's a spiritual aspect to it. Um, so... It is very serious, and I think that both people need to understand that in a relationship. Um, so I look at this sort of as a, the way we talked about pornography. Yep. The first thing you have to really ask yourself is, do you really want to stop? Yep, that's, a, it's one that's, thing to, that's it's, question one right there. Yeah, because it's one thing to know that you should stop. It's another thing to want to stop. You're that right. Make sense? Oh, yeah. If you think about like an alcoholic, they, pr- they know they should stop. Oh, yeah. But they don't necessarily want to until they get to that, you know, that point. Sure. And I think the same is, is for sex. So, one, be honest and have that discussion. Do you want to stop? Why is that important? Because you need to be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you know, it is sin. Sin is destructive. It's destructive to your relationship. It creates insecurities that come from um, not having the security of marriage, right? There's that emotional connection, that spiritual connection. So, you know, it, sin is serious and it's a serious thing. What if you can't seem to stop? I think the the next step would be 
to not put yourself in situations where that's possible. Yep. Um, I know people that, uh, you know, you, you have to be honest with yourself. We kind of look at it as old fashioned to maybe you're not alone. You don't spend time alone mm-hmm. in a house, right? But it might be old fashioned, but I know people that put it into practice and it does protect you. Um, I know people, for instance, that are asked to use our church building at times to spend time together because it, you know, they watch movies and stuff here. It's just another level and yep. of accountability. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing I would do, and this is the scary one, is invite someone into your life, right? So if it was me and you're my buddy, I might come to you and say, man, I'm struggling with this. Yep. And that confession, one, there's the fear that's kind of falling away, but also in that, is there's another there's that person that's able to carry that burden with exactly. you and ask questions. Yes, it's all about how how serious you're willing to take it. You know, yeah. one thing that really helped me when I was you know first starting to believe and become a Christian was you know you said it you know how much you have to want to hate like you you have to want to hate the sin. Yeah, like because once how you much hate do you the hate sin, you hate the sin more than you want to do it? Exactly, because yeah. then once you reach a point where you hate the sin enough to where you don't want to do it, that's when you're going to start making real progress and you take it serious enough to go into those kind of steps. Yeah. So that's really good. I like that. Yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, you both have an equal responsibility to stop because you're responsible for your actions. Um, you know, if I'm talking to either one, I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. I Do I believe a man, you know, it's funny with manhood sometimes in the church. We pick and choose when we want them to take leadership and responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. but regardless, um, we hope that helps. The, the one thing I would say is don't let condemnation come into the picture. You know, a lot of times that stops us from sharing with other people because we're afraid of what their response will be. That's right. And so we hide it. And, and when you hide it, it becomes much harder to stop. Oh, boy. And uh, so you're not condemned. The, you know, if you're believers and you both um, love Jesus then and you put your faith in him, then the Bible tells us regardless of what man says, that there's no condemnation in Christ, Romans 8, 1, you're freed of that. Uh, that doesn't mean you're free to the consequences of sin nope. sometimes in the world sense. Yep. Uh, you are free from consequences, consequences of sense in the important sense, right? Like it's not held against you. Nope. It doesn't affect you in that way. So don't be condemned and uh, just know that, you know, you can make the decision today to be different. I think. Love that. Right? Also just kind of makes me wonder like, you know, we talk about, you just mentioned the world, right? You know, people are so... Sex is kind of viewed as just like this thing you can do in the, to the world. And they go, it's whatever. Like it doesn't doesn't, it doesn't hurt anybody exactly. else. It doesn't it doesn't affect me. And I think you know when you think about the world and how sad a lot of people really are underneath, it makes me wonder. You know, since a lot of the world doesn't practice what we try to practice, you know, with you know you know no sexual activity unless you're inside a marriage. You know, it makes me wonder that like if there's an overlying, I guess people are feeling that. In the world, but mm-hmm. like they don't know what it is, or they don't they they deny it, so they wonder why they're like sad. It's kind of like we talk about the handprint; like they're just sticking a whole bunch of junk in the handprint Oof. that God's put on them. Yeah. So then they wonder like why they're still sad, but they they refuse to admit that that couldn't be it. Mm. Makes me wonder. Man, it's true, man. No, it's good. <laughs> um, let's see. We'll go ahead and move on to the next one here. It says, can you guys talk about these scriptures and compare? To life in the world today. It's Second Peter two seventeen to nineteen. Second Peter two seventeen to nineteen. So yes, we'll sir. go ahead and open her up. Open her on up. Let's dive into some scriptures. So I'm going to read the section they gave, but I'm also going to do something really important. Um, if you're watching this and you're 
studying the Bible on your own, and you sometimes it's so important to know the context. So, mm-hmm. what does context mean? When you pull out a, a verse, you need to know what the entire section is talking about, mm-hmm. right? In order to truly understand that that verse, right? And um, because sometimes what will happen is that's how you end up with people who say the Bible contradicts itself. Because what they do is they'll take two sentences. Mm-hmm. And without the context of the entire thing, it could be made to look like it contradicts something else, whereas it doesn't, right? That's right. So, you know, you could take the verse in Romans where it says, should we sin all the more? You know, and that's it. If and you you'd be like, what in the world is that? You're saying we can just sin help, you know, so, as much as we want. So here's the <laughs> verse, and I'll give you some context. The second Peter says, this is, I'm actually reading... Um, they gave the. It looks like they gave it was, the NLT. It was NLT. Yeah, it was NLT. They, they were reading from. Um, I guess I can read the ML, NLT if that okay. makes them. Um, I, I probably will read my version or not my version, the version from my Bible after. Mm-hmm. All right. So Second Peter. <laughs> I, will, I will read my version. <laughs> I wrote you, it. you were like, oh, kids, I know, but just kidding. <laughs> well, you know how people are. They're yep. looking for a reason to get <laughs> Man, does that not happen to us a lot? So, man, I'm going to buy some time. Because as you can tell, I wasn't going to, I was just going to read from mine. Right. Well, and NLT, that's New Living. New Living Translation. That's right, New Living Translation. That's another thing, you know, while you're looking it up, that I've I've heard a couple people talk about this. they said that it's very, it's funny because I'm only used to this, like like the remnant. The remnant's the only church I've ever really actually went to, and so the culture that you guys have set that I'm now a part of is the is the only sort of church I'm used to. And people have said that as as far as translations in the Bibles and different versions of the Bible, it's it's never mentioned, which is so odd to me anyway. And I think maybe that's just because I'm, I'm in this culture where we mention like, hey, we're reading from ESV, we're reading from HCSB yeah. or whatever. But little side. Yeah, I think part of the reason I do that is I know when I was, it confused me as a new believer because sometimes my people would say things in my Bible. And it wouldn't match. And it wouldn't match. And I would be so confused because (laughs) I was going, am I reading from a different thing here? Right. Um, Well, and to me that makes sense though. Like to me it's it's interesting to say, hey, here's the scripture, you know, and then someone's like, well, then mine doesn't look the same. Like, well, it's just the Bible. Because then it's like, well, what? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I, I would have been just as confused as you you were. Like, I would really wish. Okay, finally. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, the verse that they gave from New Living Translation is, These people are as useless as dried up springs or as mist blown away by the wind. They are doomed to blackest darkness. They brag about themselves with empty, foolish boasting. With an appeal to twisted sexual desires, they lure... Back into sin, those who have barely escaped from a lifestyle of deception. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption, for you are a slave to whatever controls you. Hmm. I'm going to read uh, the HCSB. Okay. Which is just a uh, so the quick thing on versions. And NLT is sort of a thought for thought um, verse. So in the original, you get the original language, right? Yeah. And when you translate it, it's the difference between trying to stay. Word for word versus thought for thought because in that a lot of times those ancient languages don't directly correlate. Like if we just went literal word for word, it may not make sense to us as much or yeah. be hard to read because the language doesn't translate. Mm. Words going out of order. You know, right. if, you, if you ever take Spanish class, you know that, right? Certain words can come out of order. Anyway, so NLT is a thought for thought. So it's a little easier, um, puts it in more plain English. Mm-hmm. HCSB sort of in between 
a thought for thought and a literal. Make sense? Gotcha. So I'll read it this way. These It's very similar. These people are springs without water, misdriven by a whirlwind. The gloom of darkness has been reserved for them. For uttering bombastic, empty words, loud, energetic words, they are produced by fleshly desires and debauchery. People who have barely escaped... I'm sorry, they seduce by fleshly desires and debauchery people who have barely escaped from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption since people are enslaved to whatever defeats them. Mm. So the context of this is this is Peter, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the Apostle Peter, um, which is such a cool thing, by the way. This fisherman who used to chop ears off and be this angry guy ends up writing this kind of stuff to the Nuts, church, man. early church. The context of this verse, these verses can come right at the beginning of chapter 2. Mm-hmm. He says, but there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, and will bring swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their unrestrained ways, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. In their greed, they will exploit you with deceptive words. Their condemnation long ago is not idle, and their destruction does not sleep. And then he goes on to say some pretty... Scary things. For if God didn't spare the angels who sinned, but threw them into Tartars, meaning those who rebelled, you know, the demons, but threw them out. Um, and if he didn't spare the ancient world when he flooded it. That's right. If he didn't uh, spare Sodom and Gomorrah um, for their unrestrained behavior, then the Lord knows how to rescue, blah, blah, blah. Um, then he goes on to say, but then the Lord also knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, mm -hmm. especially those who follow the polluting desires of the flesh and despise authority. Uh, so long story short, what's the context? False teachers. Mm -hmm. So Peter at, in the early church, pretty quickly on, they started to have false teachers. Yeah. So what are heresies? Heresies are things that completely contradict the gospel. So what kind of heresies were in the ancient world? There were heresies that said, um, you know, that Christ didn't physically rise from the dead. He was sort gotcha. of a ghost, right? Mm -hmm. There were some that believed you should sin more because the more you sinned, the greater it made your or Christ's sacrifice, right? Because if, if the sin was stacked to here, mm -hmm. well, it, that means it was more incredible. See how twisted right, that is? Yeah. So that's why people, you know, that, that wasn't, there's a lot of them back then. Yeah. Um, there were some that didn't believe in the resurrection and death, all kinds of things that happened. Some that truly denied Christ. Um, and that's what he's primarily talking about. Most of the time in the Old Testament, when it talks about false teachers, it's talking about teachers who preached a gospel without Jesus. Right. Or minimize Jesus, said Jesus wasn't the Son of God, all kinds of things like that. So, using these specific verses, these people, who are these people? Since we know, yeah, say it, yeah, be confident. Yeah, false, false teachers. Problem, yeah. he's, these people, these false teachers are springs without water, misdriven by a whirlwind. And then he goes on and he says that essentially they are using fancy words, yep. right? In fact, uh, they, they sent us the NLT, yep. which says... Uh, they brag about themselves with empty, foolish boasting. See why I read this? And this one's different. For uttering bombastic, empty words, they seduce by fleshly, fleshly desires and debauchery. Mm. So they essentially, long story short, they use fancy words to drag people into sexual sin. This seems to be some of the specific context mm -hmm. with which Peter is. Right. And we've seen right. that. We've seen cults, sex cults, yep, that have. claim to be Christians, in our, even in modern times, who say weird things, right? Like, um, I am a prophet, this leader, and I will make you holy through, mm -hmm. you know, weird sexual things. 
Um, so we see that. Uh, and then it goes on, and they promised them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. Mm. Uh, freedom from what? You know, and then this one says they lure them back to sin. So the idea is people that have been saved, they kind of pull them away or, you know, or are walking away from those things. So what is the context in today's world? Um, taking this at face value. Yeah, there are, there are false teachers out there Absolutely. and there are false um, preachers and false, you know, all those kinds of things. It's hard, man, because like when I think of when I think of like a false teacher, right? It's tough because there's, like you said, like in today's world, there definitely is. And then there's there's the ones that are hard. Like when I think of, I mean, like when I think of a false teacher, right? I think of like we've mentioned this before, like the the people who are, and like I don't. It's weird because I don't know if, if if I should consider them false teachers because like are they sprinkling Jesus in there? I'm not sure. But like the people who are like the sweat rag people, or like you buy this, like. Yeah, so what he's, ref- what he's referring to is <laughs> there are people, you know, there's been TV evangelists who have yes. sold things like prayer rags. For $10, you'll get this holy prayer, you know, anointed prayer rag. Right, and like, come on, like, and it makes me go like, okay, with them doing that, like, clearly that's not, that's wrong. Like, that's, come on. But are they sprinkling Jesus on it? And if they are, is that okay? Are they considered a false teacher still, or are they just like misguided yeah, we actually, weirdly enough, and, and this, this question was asked in early June. We Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a while to get to them, especially ones that involve Scripture that we really want to go deeper into. We don't we, – we like to give those the time sure. they deserve. So weirdly enough, we just recently, and I think one of the lives, talked about the danger sometimes of accusing people of being false apostles. Yes. Because a lot of times – false teachers. A lot of times what I've noticed – I shouldn't say a lot. Many times I've noticed that – Denominations and certain, sometimes certain churches and church leaders will accuse another church or another pastor, another leader mm-hmm. of being a false teacher if they don't agree on everything. So if I don't agree, if, if Bob doesn't agree, Bob, I don't really know a Bob, but let's assume, right? John Doe doesn't agree. Pastor John Doe doesn't agree that you should dunk someone three times to be baptized in well, they're a false teacher, and they're, they're softening the truth, and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, it's a, um, it's a, I think that's a dangerous thing to do. Right. Um, because, you know, I know that Scripture, we just heard it. That's a very serious thing. Go read Second Peter chapter 2. It's some scary stuff. Yeah. But that's reserved, like, for a specific situation, Right. And I, I, get, I have a feeling that a lot of – most of the time, the false teachers that Peter's talking about in this case mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Mm. If we call someone a false teacher anytime they say something that could be taken as uh, wrong teaching, we'd all be guilty. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times – in fact, this reminds me of, of a moment when the apostles came back to Jesus – and they said, hey, there's a guy out here casting out demons in, in your name, and we don't know this guy. Should we tell him to stop? And Jesus said no. Right? Like if, if they're essentially if they're taught preaching Jesus, they're preaching Jesus. Mm. Uh, or, you know, they're, if they're talking about me, they're talking about me. Um, you know, anyone who speaks and says essentially what he says is anyone who says, 
the Son of Man is Lord, cannot speak against him or something mm-hmm. to that effect. So it's this idea that just because they don't know everything and they're not perfect mm-hmm. doesn't mean they, they aren't preaching Jesus, Christ crucified. Right. So for me, it, I think if for me, the idea of a false teacher most of the time is intentional stuff, intentional teaching that contradicts Scripture. Mm. There are people out there who are intentionally misleading people. You know, we call them cult leaders. There are people out there that are intentionally greedy and using the word of God to um, fill their coffers, right? To get earthly treasures and those kinds of things. Mm. And, you know, the standard is scripture. Stop. I think it's, we need to be careful not to look at a flawed human being and accuse them of being a false teacher because they're flawed, because we're all flawed. You know, do they preach the Bible? Right. Do they preach the gospel? Hmm. Uh, those can, does that make sense? Yeah. And so, so again, in this, in our world today, absolutely. Do I believe Christianity is being softened? We've talked about this many times. Mm-hmm. You know, people look at us and think because maybe on the outside we look uh, non-traditional um, in the way that we deliver the message. And I've said this many times. Our our theology, if you're in, is very conservative, meaning we believe the Bible. Yep. And. Um, but man, do I believe that in the world they're softening the gospel? Yeah. When they say things like when they, when they intentionally say sin is okay, see, it's different from saying this is okay versus sometimes I think people confuse that with someone who struggles with that. So like, say I preach to you that we are to not hate our brother, but I struggle with hate. That doesn't mean I'm a false teacher, hmm. right? It means right. that. I'm in the same battle as you. In fact, we see, you know, the Apostle Paul says the same things in Romans 7, that he has to battle his own sin nature. And I think sometimes, man, we just, you know, and this leads me back to when Jesus said, hey, take the log out of your own eye before you start talking about the speck of dust in your brother's eye. Yeah. Um, we are so scared. I don't I don't know, man. So anyway, there are definitely people out there that are preaching a false gospel. What's a false gospel? Anything that takes away uh, the divinity of Christ— Anything that adds anything, you know, anything that's Jesus plus equals salvation, wrong. Yeah. Uh, anything that minimizes sin in the sense of says things aren't sin, right? There's a difference yeah. between seeing Christ has freed us and and we don't have to live in fear and condemnation and that our sin isn't held against us. That's different than saying that's not sin. Right. Makes sense? Yes, because you're, you're taking Jesus out of the equation. Yeah, right. or, or the right. need for him. Right. Right. Hmm. We're not saying, you know, I, I, so sometimes I think if we're being really real, which we try to be here, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, we had to, we, we, we kind of, we saw this question beforehand and we don't prep, but we looked at the verse. So, yeah. so mainly, so it was in the Bible. I didn't sure. have to flip all through it. And we're like, man, are people, you never know when people being a passive aggressive or whether they're actually asking questions, yeah. you know, let's be real. There are people that would say that of you because you have tattoos, mm-hmm. you're leading people into debauchery, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we hear that. So hopefully whoever asked that question, it was genuine. Um, yes, there are, there are false teachers in the world today. How do you know if they're false? One, pray about it. Does something in your spirit feel wrong? Two, does what they say contradict the Bible? Right. Not, and do they see, you know what I'm saying? Not do they have struggles? Are they imperfect? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I hope that answers that question. Do you think yeah, so? Too. Intern think Clint, so. you think that answers that question just to a regular person out there? Our normal viewer. This is one of those topics where I I could keep talking because like I have I guess I have questions myself. Like yeah, well this is real talk, so we can do that. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I guess to continue, like, I don't, like, so when I think of, because I feel like people tend to take, like, the bigger, like you mentioned televangelists earlier, like, you know, the, Ost- the Olsteins, all those yeah. kind of people, the Copelands. Yep. Like, people tend to focus on them more because of, you know, they're obviously in the public eye more, they have all this money, big ministries, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, people like them, because, and we've talked about this before, just because a church is wealthy doesn't mean it's wrong. Like, that's true. Like You're it right. doesn't just, just like because, the, just like the opposite doesn't just because sure. a church has money doesn't mean it's right. Exactly. Yeah. So like people like that when it comes to situations like I've 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 watched interviews with some of them before like 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 Olstein for example I've heard him say some weird things like sure. and it makes you wonder if he is just scared or if he is like maybe he has an agenda because like then you know he, he has all this money all this stuff whatever and that's how that's where my brain can go. So, like, for example, like, I've heard him in interviews say they've, they've asked him about homosexuality and all these things, and he's like, oh, love, and just talks about love and how mm-hmm. it's like, you know, he doesn't deny that it's wrong, essentially. He doesn't do that. Yeah, I don't so, know. I haven't seen it, but so yeah. So, like, I've seen those kind of interviews before, and I go, okay, and this guy, you know, has, you know, people listen to him. A lot of people listen to him. Sure. And, you know, that's a pretty big issue in today's world. Yeah. And as far as, you know, the Bible says it's wrong and he's sitting here going, well, he's kind of dancing around it, not wanting to answer it and mm-hmm. saying, you know, I think, you know, you know, love is in everyone's heart, blah, 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 you know, and doesn't really say, no, it's, it's not, it's a sin. It's not what he sure. says. So then it makes me go, okay, is that just a guy who's fearful? Just like Peter was fearful and Paul had to come say something to him. That's or, a great point. or is this a guy who's going, I have an agenda because I'm making all this money. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's like, you brought up a really good point. And the thing is, we don't know. And I had this thought as you were talking, what if we stopped calling everyone false teachers and started mm-hmm. talking against the teaching? So like, why yeah. do I have, why do we have to naturally not, we, well, we as Christians attack Joel Olstein. We don't know his heart instead of saying what you just said, because Joel, like in this area, you need to be better. You right. need to speak up, right? Because th- you, you talked about Paul. Paul didn't come to Peter and say, you're not an apostle. Exactly. Right? He did it. He came to him and spoke about the specific issue. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, man, we just, we get lazy. Yeah, you're lazy sometimes, folks. A lot of real pastors, I'm going to be real. You know, mm-hmm. I can say that because we you, you get lazy and you just want to call someone, throw the baby out with the bathwater. And we've said that before. You'd rather throw a sheep out that's hurt mm-hmm. just in case there's a wolf in the... Right. In the flock instead of just, yeah. you know, that's easier than being on guard. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a dangerous thing. And I think going back to, to what he said. So for me, Olstein, I, I flopped on this a lot. I, mm-hmm. I don't know the guy. I have a buddy. I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I have a buddy uh, who went to his church, wow. went to it live. That's wild. And he said, man, he said it's pretty crazy. For one, they do a lot of crazy things for, for the community. Doesn't mean anything. Right. There's you can be a social uh, benefactor and not be a Christian. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of organizations that are Christians that do good things. Sure. But he also said, I can't remember, but I feel like he told me he preached Jesus, man. He mm. just don't see it publicly. Now, does that mean that we shouldn't? If I had a chance, I'd be like, Joel, why aren't you being more bold? Right. You know, when you have those opportunities. But I don't know his heart. Yeah. And I don't, all I know is this. If he's accepted Jesus Christ as a savior, then he's saved. That's that, right. does that Does that make him a perfect person? No. No. And should he be more bold in interviews? I've seen a couple. Yeah, probably. But there have been times that I've been a coward when I could have. Just because the situation was smaller and there weren't cameras. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree with you, man. And, and, and to me, it's just sad because 
it goes back to Galatians biting and devouring each other, mm-hmm. consuming each other, always attacking. And again, I, you thank you for saying that because it kind of made me think, what if we just started approaching it the way Paul approached Peter? Yeah. And instead of it being, you're a false this, we just looked at the teaching that's false and trusted God to handle the rest. And when I look at Second Peter, singing as you were talking too, Peter's, Peter's call there is not, there are sections that say to be on guard 100%. Yeah. And yeah. we should, we should be on guard. Right? I'm not saying we should let if we, we know a guy is doing ridiculous things, he's not repenting, you know, yes, we handle that. Right. But it also the implication here is is Peter saying, listen, these people are going to get judged. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. God's gonna protect his people. Sure. And he's gonna handle justice for these real false teachers. Right. Right. And you know, what's the point of spending our time constantly looking for that when we could instead be looking to preach and teach truth. Hmm. You know? That's good. Doesn't That's mean, again, anyone it. that knows us knows <laughs> me. I'm, I'm confrontational. Yeah. But I think you can attest this. How often do you ever hear me call somebody a false teacher? Oh, never. Even in private conversations. No. I don't know. Exactly. Are there things that I it's condemn? I condemn? Yeah. You know, you know, the idea of selling something to elderly people to tell them that, you know, they're going to be blessed if they get this rag. Right. To, yeah, that angers me. Absolutely. And, I, and it's hard not to go, hmm. Yes. But, again, if that is, I know that I've done some terrible things in my life. Same. Ever since I've known Jesus, even. So, mm-hmm. boy, I, I, it's just a, it's a slippery thing. Yes, we can stand for truth. Mm-hmm. but um, And, yes, there are false teachers in the world. Right. And the, but you want to know your biggest defense against them? Read the Bible. Yep. If you know the Bible, then it's going to be very hard for people to twist it. Yes. And that's what we should be teaching to people is like, hey, get in the Bible and read it and know it and let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. Yes. It's just, I don't know, man. It's a weird, it's a weird balance. That's why I, I always feel weird about it personally. Like, I'm like, man, I don't know if like, yeah. if this guy is false or even like I mentioned Copeland earlier. Like, I know Copeland's had some weird moments. So yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I've seen it too, man. And yeah. So like, and again, is that guy preaching Jesus? I Maybe. I don't know. But I also know like. That, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's in times like that when, when, when people like that who have such a huge, um, influence when they have such a big influence on so many people like you said it's so important to know like to be in the bible and to be able to reach as many and that's why our mission is so important Mm -hmm. because we know people are going to come around that are not going to be preaching jesus yeah and that's why they're here exactly and that's why it's so important I, i like what you said where instead of focusing on them focusing on christ yeah because you can counteract just as well without even having to deal with them if you're just doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a focus because like you said, it goes back to always biting and devouring. We're just, we just want to bite at somebody instead of just preaching, preaching Jesus and, and loving people. We just bite. Yeah. When, Dude. You, and you know, you, you made me think of another, there's false teachers out there mm-hmm. who, you know, and I can say this right now who are, preaching a form of legalism that minimizes or denies the power of Christ on the cross. And that's just as serious. If I put someone's salvation on them, Mm -hmm. that's denying the gospel too. But that's more acceptable because I'm telling you what right and wrong is. Does this make sense? Like I'm trying to, if I tell, if I make the focus on, I've got to make sure you know 
you're afraid all the time and, and you, you've got to know, right, you know, pursue all these things. And I kind of minimize Christ mm-hmm. and, and not maximize, but highlight holy living. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Then I'm still minimizing the cross. I'm still preaching a different kind of Jesus because I'm saying his sacrifice wasn't all sufficient. Right. It's kind of what we're talking about. That's just as dangerous. My point is a lot of the people going around throwing accusations around, not a lot, some of the people throwing accusations around on the surface look clean and, and pure, but in their hearts are filled with wickedness and deceit and legalism. And, you know, because if it goes purely by pure living, why were the Pharisees called brood of vipers? It's all about Jesus, man. Yep. It's about Jesus. Do you preach Jesus? And yes, a Christ follower will strive to put sin to death in their life. That's going to happen. Yep. Um, but boy, don't fool yourself into thinking that people's mess-ups and slip-ups and all those kinds of things and sin disqualifies them when it's Jesus who qualified them from the, the beginning. Yep. So... It's a, it, like you said. I think it's a, there's a lot of tension there. We talked a couple of weeks ago that Christianity is a lot of tension. Yes, a lot of times, right? Is what it feels like. And I think we're meant to live there because it makes us so reliant on the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> That's like true. you can't yeah. ever get comfortable just going. Everything is black and white. <laughs> it is black and white. In case you're out there, grumpy. In case you're out there, grumpy. So um, anyway, so good yeah, topic. Absolutely, man. That's that's one of those things where I could. It's just a whole interesting world of craziness and. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on that? If you're the person that asked that question, we'd love for you to contact us and let us know your thoughts or yeah. post below or um, even on the uh, using the link www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. And that's uh, completely anonymous. So I think we'll dive into how our weeks have been. How are we doing? We doing all right on time, intern Clint? He's, he gave us the thumbs up. <laughs> we flipped it around today a little bit. Yeah, it was interesting. So, uh, how's your week been, man? So, very exciting, also very, very scary. So, <laughs> um, I know we, we had some pretty cool announcements. You know, I don't know if, if we can go in, in detail. I have no idea. Some of them. Yeah, some I mean, if them. anything relates to you, you're welcome to share. Yeah. So, you know, we've been talking about how, as a church, you know, this church is special. And, you know... I say that because I know that this this church, the remnant, was started as just a home study church. That somehow God has 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 taken it and has pushed it to be where we are we are now, where we have a building, we have you know so many what eighty members maybe around there, you know, a hundred, a yeah. hundred, which is crazy. Like we started of members, that's not including guests, right? So that we, wasn't we, about you. That was our stuff that you. <laughs> I said, share anything about you. Here's all of our business. Here's our bank account info. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You're good. It's just the idea of a church that was started as a home study group to where it is now. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's special to me because we've managed to get to a place where, you know, we needed more people to come on. And I was blessed with the opportunity to be able to, you know, come on as a staff member and be able to, you know, gain responsibility and be able to, you know, be put in a position that I am in. And, you know, to be able to, I guess, it's funny when, when you're doing stuff 
and you know it doesn't make a big deal but as soon as you like slap a title on it or something it's like it becomes more like oh yeah absolutely so so for me you know that's kind of what i'm experiencing right now is you know i've been doing this kind of work for a little while now and you know it was it was still scary then but it's even more scary now because it's an it's an official thing and people when they see a title they look at you differently and that's the truth absolutely and so you know i'm just more worried about my you know I'm excited but nervous because, you know, how am I going to handle it? I don't know. You know, this, it becomes one of those things where like, you know, I was trying to rely on God then, but I feel like I have to rely on God even more now because there's a lot more at stake. It feels like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, that's, I've just been trying to process through that. And like, again, it's so, what a cool thing. Like the fact that, you know, my story, you know, not growing up in church you know, never really having a plan, you know, always feeling like there was something out there that didn't feel normal. Like I mm. wasn't, I didn't feel like I was supposed to, you know, work a, you know, a standard nine to five job. I just never felt that in my life. And, you know, I've been there, done that, and it was never fulfilling. You know, I never felt like I was doing anything with my life, you know, and that's just me personally. So, um, it's crazy because it, like it, it slowly feels like everything's starting to like be revealed, right? Like reflecting back in life and seeing all these moments of, you know, times where people even said weird things like, hey, AJ, like, you know, when I was a service level Christian at the end of high school, people go, maybe you're like a, meant to be like a missionary or something weird like that. And I was like, oh, and now here I am doing this kind <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, whoa. And it's just, it speaks volumes to what God can do, you know, with people, you know, if you're just willing to, truly accept him into your heart and you're truly willing to listen and you're willing to go, you know what? I am, there's a lot at stake here and I haven't been happy anyway. I've been empty. I've been all these things and that's who I was. So to have the opportunity to have, it really is a miracle and I just don't see it because it's my own life. Mm. And so just trying to process that and be grateful, be thankful you know, because it's so easy to forget where you came from because you just kind of live in the moment. You know, you and I, we're very sentimental people. And when I look back in the past, a lot of it could be sad. But so I th- sometimes I don't try to. I try to, you know, Me too. stay away from yeah. it. But in the process of staying away from it, you can also forget the miracle that you've become. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just reflecting back and, and trying to be thankful for you know, look, looking back there and going to those places and going, man, who would have thought that that guy was going to be sitting at this table talking about Jesus every week, you know, having the opportunity to work for a church and, you know, lead people and be able to tell people, hey, like, like this is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would have never thought. And it's just surreal, man. And the more, the more this journey happens, the more I go, <laughs> what the heck? (laughs) And so I don't know, man, I just trying to, you know, wrap my head around the idea that, man, I am a miracle. And that is, that's insane. Yeah. (laughs) That God has taken, he chose me and here I am. So it's just, it's unbelievable. So beautiful thing. That's, that's kind of like where I've been with my week and, you know, still processing it. I already know it's going to take longer than just a week. So (laughs) probably a lifetime, but it's a beautiful thing and you know, I'm so thankful for Jesus and Yeah, it's such a cool like I'm excited for you, but you know this. I'm also scared for you and the, yeah. the controller in me and the protector. I think of that question, you know, I that was asked. It's so hard. We've been attacked so many times and I've been attacked personally. Some 
maybe there was some, uh, I don't know, reason, good reason behind it. A lot of times not. And I think about you and that big brother in me or whatever is like, man, I don't want him to. I told you this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I remember going, listen, man, if it were up to me, I'd tell you to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> but I also know that if you're called to it, mm-hmm. right, for lack of a better word, it's not my place to. So yeah. I'm really excited for you. And I have to put, I have to trust that protector in me and just trust the Lord with you, man, because it's tough road sometimes as you step into ministry and, um, you know, self doubt. And, mm-hmm. and I like what you said though, cause that's really what it all boils down to is I'm thankful for Christ. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the world says, as long as we can, you can cling to what he said and your past doesn't define you, and honestly, even your present doesn't, because that's all been sealed, and your future's been sealed, and to live in that's a beautiful thing. So, happy for you. Thanks, man. Nervous for you, but (laughs) I know God, you know, God is in control, and He's Mm. got you, so it's gonna, it'll it'll be good. Yeah, man, it's just wild, you know. It's funny how it takes, and I guess that this is a Kairos moment in a sense. Kairos moment is a moment where God kind of steps into your life and goes, hey, look at me. <laughs> yeah. um, and everything just kind of slows down. So I think this is kind of a Kairos moment because, you know, just now kind of thinking through it, like, it's funny how events like this, it takes these kind of events in life to realize big. Like, when I think of the idea, like, you are a miracle, like, I can say it to myself and go, uh, yeah, I'm a miracle. But mm-hmm. it takes moments like this to go, whoa, like, that, that's real. Yeah. It's kind of like the idea, like, you, you talk about Christianese, like, there's truth in it, but a lot of the times it's just empty because it's just words that people spew out. And you no say it so many times, it exactly. loses yeah. Yes. So, you know, when I actually try to wrap my head around the idea, like, AJ, like, you are a miracle. Um, this is just a moment that further, further, you know, uh, t- you know, my mind goes, yeah, he's right. You know, like, I am a miracle. You know, it's, it's, Amen. He's always convincing me otherwise, you know. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. it's really cool. But it's just interesting how it takes moments like that. You know, like, we're just very ungrateful so often. So, but today I'm grateful. So that's, that's the, that's the big gist of my week is just processing through that and being thankful and remembering like, man, like, it's a journey. It's going to be a journey, and God's with you, and he's clearly shown you that over and over again. You just got to keep trusting him. So, yeah. Anyways. It's so good, man. That's exciting. I am happy for you. Yeah. Hey, amazing, incredible things you've already got to see, so. Yes, and, you know, and even just the faithful. opportunity that you guys have put trust in me to do this, so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, God, God got a hold of you, and the rest is... Out of our hands. <laughs> so, how's your week been, man? Um, it's been okay. I have, weirdly enough, outside of this, and I, I've had moments of self condemnation. You know, again, at times, it's it's hard to run away from your mistakes, right? Like it's our, in the sense of not run away from them, but to not be haunted by them. Yes. And just I like agree. I'm a sentimental person, and you said that, I'm also a person that can. It's hard for me to give myself forgiveness. Um, I've caught myself, weird story, and you've been around for this, saying a lot of negative things about myself out loud that I'm not consciously doing. Mm. And, I'll, and I'll frame it as a joke, like, I hate myself. 
you know, something mm-hmm. silly. And then I go, I've been, you've been there. I'm like, why did I, why am I saying that? Yeah, you have been the Yeah. And so I'm in a weird place with that. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm, I don't know how to explain how I feel when it comes to that. You know, that's part of why I worry for you sometimes because I thought about this last night before I even said this randomly on my own. This journey is such an odd thing, following Christianity, following Christ. Yeah. Um, the tension that you have, the tension of knowing that, that I am saved and sanctified. Sanctified being, means to be made holy. And all of those things by Christ, that his life is attributed to me. Yep. Not my life. Even mm-hmm. my... Like, it's ne- even though I am better now today in many ways than I was before I knew him. Yes, same. that still has is not at all what has saved me. Nope, has nothing to do with it. But the tension being, but the proof of that salvation shows itself in the change. <laughs> right, it's so weird, man. And you know, I, I struggle, man, to to know sometimes what to be real about on here. With people, mm-hmm. whether in a podcast or on Real Talk, because a lot of times I've, I've read a lot of books on leadership quotes and, and wisdom from people that are smarter than me. And they'll say, be be smart on what you share, say and don't share your struggles. And I understand why to a degree. I've told you that. You, yeah. you, not everybody can handle your struggles. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes it's good for people to know that no matter how secure you are in your identity in Jesus that sometimes those lies and those condemnation thoughts that no condemning thoughts that come are very loud. Yes. And so I, you know, I, I want to share that sometimes. And I'm in one of those moments before this even happened. And I've been accused of a lot of things in my life um, since I've been a Christian. And like I said, some are true and some aren't. In fact, you can go listen to uh, a message on our website. I think it's up. Or if not, on, our, up on our Facebook, it, you can watch it. It's called Broken Cart. And I think I really talk about that, talk about my journey. And I'm probably more real in that than I should have been. Um, but it, it's hard to follow Christ sometimes when the world only judges your worthiness by your worthiness, by your actions and your lack of mistakes and all those things. And... There's this, I'm sorry if this doesn't make sense, but I'll try to process with you guys. And if you have questions, ask them because yeah. it'll help other people. But I think, so what I mean by that is sometimes I envision it that I'm, you know, he's called me to this thing. And I tell him all the time, I, here's why I'm not going to be good at that. I've already done this and that. I've messed this up. I've messed that up. I made this mistake in the past. I I do this, you know, I still have these traits I'm still working through, whatever else. Mm -hmm. God, don't you see that? And then I hear him say, do what I told you to do, I'll handle the rest kind of thing, right? Or what he's, so then I I see that and I try to be obedient to that. But then it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because of who I am, right? In my, in my flesh, who, who Todd is, it doesn't make sense because, and so I, even I, a lot of times the things that I preach on, you know, that I know is biblical, 
there's no condemnation in Christ, that Christ can use us despite us, all these mm-hmm. things, that we're not a broken cart. If I were arguing for myself, I wouldn't say it because I don't feel it's true for me. So when I say it with such passion and with, with such fervor and all those things, it's because I know it to be true for you. But this weird twisted logic of it's not true for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes. And, I, and I'm sure some of you feel that way too. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask if when you talk to people about this, does it make sense to them? Like, like, does it make sense in your mind when you talk about it with them than it does to yourself? For for them, you mean, or for me? For them, like like when you're like you said, like it doesn't make sense. But when you're talking the exact like, because you give me some advice, when you're telling that to me, does it make sense? Yeah, but it doesn't make sense for yourself, right? Yeah, because of the standard, right, in my own mind, and yeah. because I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm very opinionated. I'm very loud at times. I'm very, I am open. You know this. People may not know this. I'm oh, very, yeah. I'm very open to yeah. them being wrong. Well, but yeah, people think I'm will. not because I, I'm going to make you prove it. Like yeah. I'm going to, I want to know why, especially when it comes to scripture. Cause I do read it. Um, but the reason I bring that up is when people say things, I can know truth. And, and the only reason I'm sharing this is to encourage some of you hope that may be going through this. I can know the truth from the bottom of my heart and still have days when I look in the mirror and think it doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. And that's a journey, man, that, that you, that's where faith to me comes in. There are times I've told God in my prayers, I do not feel this. Everyone around me is telling me, not everyone, a lot of people around me are telling me this isn't true. People that are leaders and all these things. I'm only following because you said it. I'm only because your word says it. Because if it is all about what I feel, I don't believe it today. Right. And that's why I relate to when Jesus said, you know, don't you believe the guy came to him and asked for healing for a for his relative. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't you believe? And he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Sometimes I just am so reliant on him helping my unbelief because I believe, but my heart believes, but my mind doubts. Mm. Right. And uh, especially when people can twist things and because I take what we do so seriously. Right? So seriously. Um, it's an odd thing, man. Sometimes I, I I wake up and there's days that I don't want to do this. This being follow Jesus even. Not because I don't love him, because I do. But because there's always those voices in the crowd, you know. There's always those voices that make you doubt. And because I, I'm not a narcissist, mm-hmm. I go, well... Maybe, you know, I, I investigate anything, you know, and then yeah. sometimes you make up accusations against yourself because you're accusing yourself, right, from things you've done in the past. Or mm-hmm. maybe you hear the, the enemy. We have an enemy who accuses us, right? He's yep. called the accuser sometimes. All the time. So I don't know if this is making sense to you guys, but I guess no. I say it all to encourage you. I guarantee you, if you follow Jesus, that there's days you wake up and it doesn't feel true. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel real. But it doesn't feel... Like it applies to you because for some reason in your own mind, you're the worst of these, right? Like Paul says. And I guess I'm here to encourage you that those are the moments that show what faith really is. Faith is not a feeling. No, it isn't. You know, faith is walking 
when you sure don't feel like the next step is going to yep. land on solid ground. It's an action. So his truth is true even when you don't feel that it's true. And that's what I'm, you know, that's where I'm at today. I am at today saying, I, I believe you, Lord, because you said it, but I don't believe you because I feel it today. And I'm very thankful for his grace that even when I doubt him, it's still solid and true. Does that make sense? Yep. I'm with you. So, yeah, that's where I'm at um, today. And I, I don't know. I hope that isn't too real or too confusing because I'm I'm processing feelings, right? Like, yeah. that's difficult to do. Absolutely. It's <laughs> difficult to do. No, man. I think it's good. I think it's healthy. I think it's. I think it's good. This is what real talk is, man. And I love your heart. And I appreciate you talking about it because again just because you're a pastor just because you know your position says this or that or this is what you do you know you you go speak the love of jesus every week that doesn't mean that your feelings of negativity go away it's not what it is paul if you read the bible you know this like (laughs) like you know that those things never go away and you know god if anything is more proud of his son because he knows that you're still going up every single week talking about me despite not always feeling me. And that's a beautiful thing. So just remember that, man. Just want to be better, right? That's the thing. Every day be a little more like him and a little less like me because me is not good sometimes. (laughs) So very thankful for that. Yeah, dude. Um, And that's why I'm also, also so passionate about not making it about. It's not that I don't think holiness is a good thing. Of course I do. Of course, I think that a real Christian is going to become more like Jesus, right? I mean, over time. And they're going to seek that. They're not going to be comfortable living in sin and all those things. Uh, But, man, you've got freedom, true freedom as described in the Bible. We talked about this last week. We talked about (laughs) in Romans 5, you know, where there is no law, there is no transgression. I'm free. Yep. You're free if you know Jesus, and it doesn't matter what the world says. That's right. It doesn't matter what you say. You're free, and that's not popular sometimes. You know, we talked about how there's false teachers, and this is kind of what I was implying earlier, that will say, you know, sin all you want and do these things, and they're greedy, and they point. That's true, and there's also false teachers that want to make you think um, that you can lose something that you never earned, Mm. and that's, that's false too, you know. It's all about Jesus. And yes, we should push for holiness, but the true holiness only comes through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and our faith in Him. And uh, it's only sealed and made true by Jesus and through Jesus. Yep. And you know, no one comes to the Father except through me. And that's it. You know, and it's, it's very easy. I think I don't relate to this. You and I probably don't to a fault. <laughs> because we didn't grow up in church, but I would imagine there's people out there too that struggle the other side. They don't want to think that they're good enough. I actually saw a uh, you know on their own, but have been raised to feel self like their struggles with self righteousness. Can you imagine that? There's people out there that, and they're struggling. They're, that's just as real. I, I saw a pastor and his wife from a church somewhere. They mm-hmm. had did a video. It was one of those ones on Facebook popped up, and I listened. Mm-hmm. And they came from two different places. The guy came from sort of our background. Yeah. And they're married now. And his story, I was like, I related. And then she shared a story. She said, I struggled with thinking that I was good enough on my own, you know. And so for a long time, I've had to, she goes, I've always believed in Jesus. But there was a realization that, you know, I thought I was better than people. I thought I was 
holy because of who I am. And it's a lot of yeah, that's a beautiful thing that's too, awesome. man. You know, yeah, <laughs> you don't see that much. No, so there's because people are so caught up in that. Just yeah. like we're caught up and thinking we suck, they think that they're great. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're both. <laughs> yeah, and they and both both aren't good, right? <laughs> and they uh, nope. So, hey, thanks for giving us the opportunity to share our hearts with you guys and for asking questions that get us thinking. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Keep asking them. Keep asking those questions. If you got questions about scripture, I'll tell you this. You know, that question earlier, I, we took it at face value. If it was some passive aggressive thing. And the only reason we think that is not some, we've had that happen to us, right? Infamous question yeah. 11. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, I'm sure we'll mention it another day. So oh, yeah. if you're that person, if you are out there and, and you have a tendency, you want to ask passive aggressive questions, we encourage you to just ask it bluntly. We'll answer it. We're not afraid. We're here. Get on that real talk. You don't have to do it. You can go www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk and say, Todd, AJ, I don't like you guys. Here's why. You know, and we'll we'll talk about it. And um, but if not, you know, if that was a genuine question, keep asking them. Because at the end of the day, we're we're walking this journey with you, trying to learn more about what it is to to be a Christ follower. That's right. And uh, boy, we are so thankful for this opportunity. I know yes. I am. That I look forward to every every week mm-hmm. the opportunity to do these episodes. Absolutely, man. It's this is what this is the real talk. This is it. So real talk. So you got anything to say, man, to close up? Uh, I love you guys so much. Uh, share this, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube or Facebook, share it, you know, not for our betterment, but for Jesus. Um, people need to hear the truth. There's a lot of lost people out there. I was one of them. Me too. Um, and here, here we are. So uh, let's further the kingdom. Let's expand it. Let's do it. Um, you guys are part of this ministry just as much as we are. Um, so like, share, comment. And uh, appreciate it. You know the drill. Today was one of a little, probably a little heavier episode. We typically had to do some, some laffy, laffy taffy time. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so hey, you heard him. We love you guys. We appreciate your questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we truly do. That link is open all the time. You know yep. the drill. www.theremnant.life. R e m n a n t dot life slash real r e a l dash talk. Click it. Go down to submit a question. You can write your question, topic, comment, hit submit. It goes in completely and honestly. Truly, guys, we we don't know who you are. Nope. So uh, we would have already found out who question 11 was long ago. <laughs> That's why we at, we answer it still every four or five times a year. It's true. Um, what was question 11? In case you are new to Real Talk, it was a passive-aggressive shot that we answered anyway. <laughs> we'll keep doing it. So... Go go ahead and fill that out. Um, hey, drop comments below. We see those. I know we don't always respond to them, but it yeah. encourages people. So drop those comments below if mm-hmm. you're on um, social media and, and Facebook. If you're on the podcast, hey, leave us a review. We appreciate you guys so much, especially if it's good. If it's a bad review, feel free to forget. Um, <laughs> but, hey, any ideas, all those kinds of things. We love you guys so much. We're so thankful. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you this Thursday live at 9 p.m. For Real Talk Live, it's a little different vibe. We are live. That's right. It's crazy. It's shenanigans. It's fun mixed with some real talk. Hey. I think intern Clint on with us this week, right? Yep, and he's on. Oh, he all you know how he is. We've got a hot sauce challenge this week, <laughs> and he, uh, boy, tune in if you want to see him yell at us because he always does. Yep, and chug a whole gallon of milk and get sick. It'll yep. Be fun. So <laughs> hey, we love you guys so much. Like you said, like, share, comment, all those things. We hope you have a great day, and truly, God bless you.